this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. There is no weapon forged by man that can slay me. What is that? (laughs) After dealing with some extra planar book lizards. You guys were in the asynchronous archives looking through the different revisions of logic of design, trying to um, figure out what bits of teaching and whatever that Kosawana had latched onto or could have latched onto. And as you were researching these like crocodile, yes, yeah, snake uh, rune lizards jumped out and attacked Nagadiles? you. The outlaws take a minute to recover. I feel like Psykir saw Eleanor go down and was like, not today. No, nope. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not this I suit. just replaced these hands. MVP. <laughs> I just replaced these yeah. hands. <laughs> Before digging deeper into the asynchronous archives. Find a series of articles penned by a researcher using the pseudonym The 13th Ordinal. Uh, these articles suggest that the goddess Bri is actually a clockwork creation disguising her true divinity, which is beyond the comprehension of mere mortals. The investigation continues. Arm? No. <laughs> Please? No. Not unless you say spank me, Psychir. It's spank me, Psychir. Holy shit. <laughs> Listen, I'm hurt. <laughs> now. Man, nothing says we're starting book two hot, like taking Cat's <laughs> new character down to dying, dying in the first three, combat. Three. The panic I felt inside. <laughs> oh, you the had panic. zero points. You didn't have any persistent damage. You, you guys know I have a track record of not being able to roll death saves forever. Chester got down to three HP. Oh man, this die, this big red die that I have, has killed people. Who? Big Kitty. Big Kitty. Drinder. Yep. Noom. Noom. Alonzo. And Alonzo. Not Alonzo, my precious baby boy. I killed a man. My players are telling me that I should switch die away from that the die, big red one. Big red has too much blood. Too, too much, much blood. I love the jumbo die. I have a bunch of other dice here uh, that I've used. The GCP metal die is very obviously weighted. Um, I've used it before and I can tell it's weighted because I get like eights on it all the time. Um, it's like eight and 16. Eight, eight is good. I know, but like I like the variation. If, if I don't like getting the same results over again, I don't like, I don't like the smaller dies. I like the bigger ones. You sure do. Because they roll really good in my box. You look at that three. <laughs> three. Although this thing will be really cold and then come out of nowhere just with hmm. blood in its, in its eyes. It's like a... Oh, what is the thing in 40k? The like thing that makes the blood angels go mad? Blood? Oh, the, um, <laughs> that toaster. It's the, Horus. The blood rage. Kill it. <laughs> yeah. Like I think consistently, Derek and I use the same dice more often. Like my, my good old purple. Al died, but uh, purples rolled me a lot of crits. Maybe I, maybe I should use this nice metal die draw got for me. It gets caught on the little felt in my mm. box, and it's hard to read, but. Maybe I should switch it up. Someone else needs a chance to kill. Hmm. I'd love to critical an enemy. I haven't done it in so long, it feels like. <laughs> it's harder <laughs> in this. Crit. You keep skipping plants. 
blood. Shut the fuck up. I, cr- I think I even rolled some natural 20s At in between episodes. At least you pass your death saves. <laughs> I feel um, like it should be easier to crit because if you get a natural 20 and it still hits, it's a crit. Yeah. Um, versus in 1E, if you get a natural 20, you've only uh, critical threatened and you have to do the whole roll to confirm and all that. Yeah, yeah. Then again, you can have wider crit range. Yeah, you can have that, a much so. wider crit range in a but you still have to be able to hit with that roll. Yeah, but yeah, like but if you, you typically, if you roll a fourteen, you're usually going to hit anyway. Typically, yeah. And uh, in this game, like if you roll a natural twenty, it's basically a crit unless it's your last attack. And even uh, then, they're <laughs> looking mm-hmm. at me suspiciously. Yeah, because of the tail flip. I got tail smacked into uh, it from a nat crit, yeah, uh, natural did. a critical, and and went down with two hit points. Over what I needed. I really want to try another dive, but I just love this little red demon so much. I need a little Evil. throne to put him on. That one. I, I'm getting one of those soon. I need to get me a little throne to put him on. My, my die might be too big for your dice throne. Probably. I need a, I need uh, a dunce cap for mine. Uh, Well, how do you like playing Eleanor? This is your first chance to show off her abilities. Yeah, I didn't mention her. Um, if, if the listeners haven't figured out yet why the key use of the word panache. Yep. Eleanor is a swashbuckler. Swashbuckler? Buck swashbuckler. It wasn't that I didn't want to play something very different, but that I feel like there were so many things I didn't get to do with a dex-based character. And then when I started looking at the Swashbuckler special abilities, it just made me happy. A lot of them overlap with uh, some of the rogue's abilities, or at least with the way Alonzo was built. Yeah, it overlaps a lot. So I kind of like the fact that you consider that they were a pair um, they have similar abilities. They could have learned things from each other. You know, she has like insane abilities. They after you instant panache. Don't roll for initiative. That's really big. She can get panache by creating a diversion or fainting or by doing something really cool with a DC 24. So if I said I wanted to like, you know, flip off of a table, if I got a DC 24, technically, if you thought that was cool enough as the DM, I could get Panache doing that. Yeah. I like that in this game because we've played 1E a lot and I've one of the shows I've listened to had a Swashbuckler in it in 1E. And in 1E, uh, Swashbuckler was a hybrid class because there's a lot of classes in 1E. Uh, it was a hybrid between Gunslinger and Fighter. Yep. Uh, it was funny because, if you don't mind me spoiling this for the audience, the other two classes I know you were deeply considering was fighter and gunslinger. <laughs> and that's what made me suggest oh, looking at Swashbuckler. Can I mention the name of the fighter? Yeah. I hadn't built a backstory or anything, so the name of the fighter was Al's Den. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> and I was like, yo, Derek, I need you to give me the uh, the second level uh, archetype thing. Yeah. And then I wait for you to click it on and I look for my fighter. And you go, ha, his name is Al's, Al's Dead. Dead. Oh man, Al's dead. <laughs> yeah, I but took it, such good care of him, and that bitch died. In this game, uh, instead of in one, he panache was like a pool of like a resource nah, pool. Here you have it, or you don't. Yeah, and you could get it back by I think bringing an enemy to zero because it was based off of the way grit worked for gunslingers in one e. Yep. So it's like if you took someone to zero, you got some panache back. If you did something cool, if you crit. It would be nice for that to be a case in Pathfinder 2E. Well, but that's, but you also have. Well, no, no, I mean to just have that as an extra way to get Panache. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is. There's so many ways to get it. In uh, 1E, though, you had to spend 
points for stuff. So I like, like it being have or don't. Yeah, you had like a lot to like spend and lose, and there was a lot to keep up with. Yeah, and this one is nice. You either have panache or you don't. That's so much nicer. So basically, it looks like the way the game works for you is uh, you get panache probably with an action. You make an attack. And you probably use your finisher, which will be the only attack you do, but you get to add your precision and then spend another action to move or something. The other cool thing I like, and it didn't happen in any any of them, is if I'm doing a finisher, I can still do damage even on the failure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is why I've been using the finisher every time. You said your panache had a DC next to it. Uh, DC 24 if you want to do something like extra beyond. Yeah, it says, because it gives you its... um, when you do your tumble through and then another action determined by your style, which is the little thing that makes your swashbuckler different than others. A subclass. But at the GM's discretion, after succeeding at a check to perform a particularly daring action, such as swinging from a chandelier or sliding down a That's what I said, a do a backflip off a table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, gives you a, it actually gives you a DC for that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So if I want to do something out of the box because of the scenario, I'm going to be like, I roll a DC 24. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. sweet. cool. I, Though uh, we have a plus 13 to acrobatics. I don't know if I'm going to be doing anything that doesn't have to do with acrobatics. <laughs> that's mm. fair. Yeah. The ability you took to where the free action after you, where you just automatically go last in initiative, but start with panache. I mean, that's pretty good. It is. It is. Um, it does leave you potentially flat footed. Well, you're not. Um, well, yeah, unless some, if someone rolled stealth for initiative, I guess. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah, so I mean, it would potentially leave you flat footed against someone who's got stealth. It does, you know, leave you open to every single attack happening before you can move. Yeah. But that makes it daring. It's a risk. Yeah. 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 Like, also, we haven't talked about your um, uh, free archetype. Because uh, you, I believe your free archetype was the acrobat. Yeah, I didn't go with something that fit the thing. He was, was like, he hey, hey, Derek, <laughs> can I, can I, well, I, I wasn't smart enough. Uh, they're not an intelligence class and I didn't have the intelligence for it. So I was like, can I just be an acrobat? I mean, hmm. yeah, it's funny though, because we we're having a discussion. I couldn't have an, be an alchemist. I wasn't smart enough. We had the, we were having this talk before about how you from acrobat by default get circus lore. <laughs> yes. And Derek was a kind and merciful DM and allowed me to eliminate circus lore for Alcan star lore. Today we fight clowns. I'm going to be very upset. Maybe Eleanor uh, rivets or uh, puts together high rise buildings and has to, you know, balance like in those like pictures from the thirties of people working way up high. Eats your lunch on a steel beam, 300 feet in the air. Yep. That there's a job. That there's a job. That there's a job. Oh my goodness gracious. But playing her has been fun. I just was really, really, really nervous when she went down in her first combat. I'm it's excited. Okay. We're going to get a few episodes out of her and then I'm going to get to draw another character. <laughs> I don't want to cause you to force ooh, you to do ooh. more art Maybe or me to Chester do more will work. Maybe you know how much Chester work will die. You know how much yeah. work I put in to I know. Al's death and then building Eleanor? Oh yeah, no. I, if if Eleanor, work. if Eleanor dies, I imagine you're just gonna play Blelinor. Blelinor. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could pick up Al's dead, the fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like Eleanor. I like Swashbuckler, and I'm excited to see it pop off more into. And I cannot believe, out of all the attacks, with my minus ten, you that know, stupid multiple attack last penalty, tail attack, natural twenty. 
and like, oh, it's so close. We were talking off air. Uh, Kat has vowed to pick up a buckler now because that could be one of your third actions is raise your shield to get I mean, a plus one. I can't one. attack after a finisher. Yeah, so. I also found it interesting. I asked when I was building Eleanor, it's like, is Swashbuckler going to be Alkenstar yeehaw enough for the campaign? Mm. And you just told me to go with it. Listen, yeah, Yeehaw isn't it. about your class. Yeehaw is about your heart. <laughs> okay. Nah, she's too fancy for that. <laughs> Pirates, cowboys, and samurais are the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, Chester can't die until July 2023. Uh, because that's and when once that comes around, Chester's gone one way or another. Because Jacob wants to play <laughs> Kineticist. Jacob has his eyes on the Kineticist. Jacob saw the tweet from one of the Paizo devs that they had to add more space for the Kineticist in the oh, book. Yes. <laughs> Jacob has a love affair with Listen, the class. Kineticist. Kineticist is not oh the most God. complicated class. Something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat like I do for rogues. Oh, uh, yeah. I just like to play the sneaky boy. I like oh. playing casters. Matt's just did. Simple as. Simple as. You require actually, the use of magic or it's not it's, entertaining. It's actually shockingly really nice how we have our favorites and they tend to work out for a good party. Skill monkey, caster, bash. Yeah, typically. And I just swapped out for bash and you have skill monkey. I, I do love me a good just barbarian or... or you really uh, do. Just nice damage. Lots oh. of options to oh. choose from when you attack. Oh. No, thank you. No. I want roll to hit. Let me smack. Let me smack. Let me smack. Let me smash. smash. Please. Thank you like my tail. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to Jacob about uh, 2E and like I miss playing 1E because it's also been almost... I don't... It's it's been almost what a year, two years. Two E all the way, baby. I can't remember when we mm. ended Hawthorne. It's been a hot minute since I played One E. Um, but as a GM, I don't miss running One E that much. I understand that. I get that. I think I'd like to run it if I wasn't doing a podcast. I'd have fun running it. But like, there's so much fiddling I would do, even playing linear adventure paths, to make some of the combats not be a pushover for you guys, or make some of them interesting. And I don't have to do any of that work in 2E. I just occasionally have to reduce the amount of hit points an enemy has because you're only three people. Yeah. And it just kind of works on its own. And I've been really, really enjoying that. Do you guys miss 1E at all? Yes. I already stated my opinion. 2E all the way. I could not look back and be perfectly fine. The longer 2E comes out, the more I'll like it. I like 1E because of the sheer number of options. Yeah, I figured yeah. you and would... Uh, the f- really fun way you can mix classes together yeah. and just do some really creative things. Mm-hmm. I figured you would miss 1E mostly because in 2E you basically don't ever get anything that gives you bonuses to hit outside of a circumstance. It can be a little annoying, but hey, that's all right. That's okay. I, I like don't. the I like the creativity that I can I can have more creativity in 1E than 2E right now. Yeah. Like, I don't find the trap options and the min maxing to be the most exciting part to me. That's uh, disheartening to me because it can sound cool on the page. And then you got to go look up a guide to find out it's crap. Yeah. That, that, that's not good to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. Um, I feel like trap options, I mean, they don't exist as traps really in 2E because it's been so long that that's not really a design philosophy anymore. But there are definitely options that aren't as useful as others. Yeah. But because of the way the math works, it's not like you're ever going to be screwed over. 
unless you just make something really bad for an adventure, but that's up to your GM anyway. So, like, and I'll just say it: action economy perfected. But action economy so is perfect good. in two E. So good. If you could take like the action Italian economy finger pinch and like shove it into one E, that'd be a perfect game for me. For those who don't know, not played one E Pathfinder or D and D three five, the way it worked is you had a move action, a standard action and a swift action each round. Very similar and to 5e. there were bonus actions. That's 5e. Bonus action is 5e. Which is the equivalent Wait, which of a was swift action. Which was a swift action? action. Yeah. Free yeah. I've played way too many game systems. Well, because even 5e has free <laughs> actions. But in, uh, in um, 1e, yeah. you could spend yeah, your have. standard action and instead use a movement action. Yeah. Or you could spend basically your movement standard action to do a full, full round action. action. Yeah. But then there was also the free action five foot step. But if you took a five foot step, you couldn't, you couldn't. do a move. Uh-huh. You couldn't move. You couldn't move. You, you could, could do a movement a, action. It was called like move. move move equivalent action. Yeah. Um, and then if you you also had an immediate action that you could use outside your turn. But that's what you, I meant instead of bonus. But if you did that, you couldn't use your swift action on your next turn. Yeah, we home ruled that you get an immediate and a swift because it was it made so it a lot simpler. hard to keep up yeah. with. Yeah, the action economy, I made a chart for teaching it to people, and it's, it was still just a, really hard to get a hold a of. A lot of the times, they end up kind of equaling out between the systems, Yeah, but explaining 1E actions and explaining 2E actions, two, it's so much easier to explain 2E. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's the trait system, which makes a lot of like common rules very easy to find, because I was saying... like, Yeah. As a one EGM, besides the whole combat and counterbalancing being a lot more on the GM to handle, uh, it was better than 5e, but it was still rough. Um, whenever we would stop to look up rules in 1e, it would take twice as long on average. Oh my goodness. You'd it would. sit there on Reddit for half the game waiting for the turn with the <laughs> rules. Yeah. I can get 99% of what I need out of Archive of Nethys. And the only times we really hit some weird stuff is whenever I have a 1e-ism like, oh, if I miss with a melee spell attack, do I still hold the spell? That's an old thing. This yeah. just doesn't exist. You just lose it. So, oh man. But yeah, I, I'm loving this game system. Uh, as a GM, like if I had to pick a new D20 fantasy game right now to just run ad infinium, it'd be this one. I obviously want to finish the stuff I've done before, but I love me some 2E. Would I want to convert 1E stuff to 2E? No. Let somebody else do Someone that. Someone else can do that. Like, it's, it's Well, it's really hard to do that too because like really in essence, they're two completely different. They're, they're both D20, but they're two completely different they don't work the same at all 2e isn't the improved 1e it's just a separate game it's honestly a lot of people compare it mechanically to 4e um i don't know enough about 4e to to say if that's apt or not but uh, i i i think the way it works with kind of the math being somewhat fixed by level is really smart and then yes. the customization being more like situational stuff and how you spend actions is also really smart. The main thing that I missed that I think Jacob was hitting at is in 1E, multi-classing was really cool. Multi-classing and prestige classing because it was like layering things on top of each other. Mm. And it was a lot of fun. And archetypes you could do too. And like it was, it was really cool. With this thing, multi-classing is archetypes. And it's a lot more structured... But at the same time, if you use the free archetype rule like we are, then you can kind of get a lot of the benefit without having to sacrifice stuff. You know, That's true. 
I miss being able to multi-class in, in the one E way as well. It, it did have, it is two E simplifies a lot, but sometimes it feels like in the process, it just takes it away some of your options. Stuff, yeah. If I had to actually give one complaint between the two, I would say that I liked in one E typically when you leveled up, you always felt like you got something neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 2E, I do not always feel that way because you get your class feats every even level. And with the alternate archetype, you still only get that every even level too. Right. So every even level, you get some cool stuff and a lot of it. But every odd level, you're not guaranteed you're to get HP. something that feels great. You can get a skill feat. Don't get me wrong. Those can do some cool things, but not all of them. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's a small complaint. It, it does but depend on the style you like to play. Yeah. Because if you're someone like me who gets evil, easily overwhelmed by a ginormous abundance of options, oh, yeah. Yeah. this is a lot easier to take in and feel confident about what you're playing. Yeah. Well, it's also, at when we started playing Pathfinder 1E from 3.5 was late, late 2016. And at that point in Pathfinder 1E's life, it had been out for a long time. It was only had three more years of support. Yeah. I think only one more, one or two more big rule books came out for it. It was one more. It was uh, Ultimate Wilderness, I yeah. think, was the last rule book. Um, so we went into that and there was already a labyrinth of options. Mm-hmm. At this point, even in 2023, when we're recording this, this game's only really been out four years. Um so it's the equivalent of... Holy shit, Pathfinder 2nd Edition has been out for four years? Yeah, we didn't play it for the longest time. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Like, at this point in time, I think in one E's life, it was just starting to get, like, we're we're in the same, like, a year past when it would have gotten Ultimate Combat, which was, like, the gun book, which came out last year, yeah. oddly enough. So, like, we're at a point where we can kind of keep everything in our head for it. And the new stuff comes out in a trickle because it's not all at once jumping into a new system. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel as overwhelming because there was a smaller pool of things to start with. But yeah, my, my, I think my biggest hope for, uh, actually, yeah, is for, for two E is that they'll keep releasing the, um, like the muses for the bard or the styles for the swashbuckler. Cause if they keep adding those different things that make your character different from the other characters of the same type, subclasses, um, basically. you'll just get more and more options and that'll, that'll be neat. Or more and more archetypes. More and more archetypes. Yeah. That's what it's, I th- yeah. I think that's the way they're going because they have been releasing two to three classes a year for the past few years. Yeah. Between advanced player's guide, guns and gears, dark archive, etc. Yeah. Secrets of Magic. They I, also aren't getting rid of all of their books, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a whole new banter just oh, about. Man. Yeah, well, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, things have changed. But yeah, at time of recording, we're in the midst of the OGL kerfuffle. Yeah, we're in the midst of there are a lot of fairly reliable rumors, but nothing is certain yet. Yeah. Who, who and, uh, knows what's mm-hmm. going to go on with who that? Knows, yeah. No. It's the players who are wrong. <laughs> Jeez. I can't help, though. I'll, I'll, we're deep into the banter at this point, but and then on the note of the Wizard of the Coast OGL kerfuffle that's going on in early January 2023, I cannot help but remark at how fucking similar it feels to 4E, which I didn't, God I damn didn't it. play through. But like the big kerfuffle around 4E from like third party publishing was that they switched from OGL to GSL, game system license, which was a lot more restrictive and basically cut about out a bunch of third party publishers that had 
grown up with D and D like three, Paizo. Yeah, three E and three five. Yeah, that's where. And Paizo was the worst because Paizo was publishing Dragon Mag magazine, and oh. they switched the license for four E and canceled Paizo's publishing thing for Dragon magazine. So, uh, Dragazine, if you will. <laughs> so Paizo decided like to do that. their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> All that uh, to say, if you have come over to Pathfinder and are listening to this podcast because you want to hear people play Pathfinder and you came from 5e, welcome aboard. Welcome. Hey. We Hi. spurned 5e former <laughs> players. We love 5e, by the way. We think yes. 5e is great. It's yes. just the people who make 5e don't make great decisions at it's this point has, in time. bro. It's a you soulless a, company. You can have a fun game. And people okay. who make it are not great. One thing D &D is owned by Hasbro, and they have not given me an official My Little Pony character class. Oh my god! I, you know what? You're right. Uh, the oh. one thing I have against Five E <laughs> is like whenever we've gotten into other games, there's all this like wealth of content and choices, uh, even in Two E. And then whenever I got into Five E for the first time, I was like, "Cool, Player's Handbook, Monster Manual, GM's Guide, sweet, sweet." Where's the books that add other classes? Well. The, the, I think the big issue with 5e is that you couldn't find out what was out there without all buying locked. it. Yeah. Whereas if you want to look at, oh, geez, I don't know if I want Guns and Gears. Let me go look at the Gunslinger class on Archive Archives of Necketh, Nethys. Nethys. Before. Archives of Necketh. Yes. I love Archives that. of Nethys. Shout out to Archive, by uh, the way. But uh, <laughs> you could go look on there and you say, geez, Gunslinger's dope. I'm going to buy Guns and Gears. You can't do that with 5e. No. You yeah. have to buy it and hope you'll like it. It's because Paizo makes their money off of the like adventure and setting stuff, but all the rules are basically free. Yeah. And it's awesome. And yeah, that is, I mean, that just goes back to the thing that D&D that Hasbro is trying to do. God. But, you know. You know what else? Centuries! <laughs> uh... I never, I'll never remember being so disappointed uh, buying the Lost, the Lost Coast, not Lost Coast, what is it? Sword Coast Adventures Guide and getting not nearly enough setting material or any like good options. And I was like, wow, this is, this is sad. Yeah. Adventure books are pretty good though. Anyway, oh, yeah. speaking of adventures, centuries. Thank you, Cat. Before so the Star Stone was raised, the Wizard Kings Nex and Geb warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unmatched, wasteland. <laughs> From the glowing ashes of the Man of Waste arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. And character deaths. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a nonstop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. What about burgers? I couldn't hear that one. Oh my god. Outlaws of Burger King. Oh, Jeez, what would you have had to do to get Cahoon to outlaw you from his kingdom? Had to do something pretty bad. Just be mean. Cahoon accepts a lot. I know, right? Eats chicken fry. It's not that great. Leave this land. Leave my kingdom. You may never return. How dare you insult and the never most come beautiful back. thing I've ever seen. Drow is playing a wolfkin in our home Forbidden Lands game that we've been playing with some people from Albert, and they're playing Princess Callie D Chicken Fries as an homage to 
uh, our our Forbidden Lands campaign we had here. Oh. Uh, uh, her father named her after the things he loved the most. Anyway, we last left our outlaws of chicken fries. <laughs> well, that's the, it's official it, now. It's, it, it's when we in. last left our outlaws, <laughs> Micah's angels. You guys were in the asynchronous archives, looking through the different revisions of logic of design and some other things, trying to um, figure out what bits of teaching and whatever that uh, Kosawana had latched onto or could have latched onto and you'd started to make a list of the different changes since uh, a little round before he had left the church uh, and as you were researching in this library uh, a bunch of book goblins aka uh, the, this crocodile snakes boglins? <laughs> these like uh, crocodile yeah snake uh, rune lizards jumped out and attacked Nogodiles? you uh, he had a quick fight Eleanor Kragas. got hit by one and went down in an extreme moment of irony. And went to dying three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had dying bottle three. caps <laughs> and a hero point. You're fine. Lovingly, you live forever. Lovingly, live forever. I already spent a bottle cap on you. <laughs> I think Cat is sitting on two bottle I caps. I have two of my own and they will save my characters. <laughs> bottle caps will... Never. I have never stories. had the limit of two before, so I will reign supreme here for I'm just gonna, a second. I, I'm going to sit on them forever I until gave, someone almost dies. I gave you my last bottle cap. Mm -hmm. I felt loved. Uh, Let's play. But uh, yeah, you, you no, fought I think these that, lizards. I think that Jacob needs to mourn the fact that he has less resources now. A little bit more. Uh all right, we're all right, there oh we yeah, go. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so you you've uh, you fought off these things. Uh, you're all kind of hurt. Uh, what do you do, Chester? I'm oh, gonna I'm gonna coup de grace. Not to uh, not to exaggerate the situation here, but I'm kind of hurt. And Chester's at five HP of forty eight. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm grievously wounded, but I could I I breathing hurts. I see. Help. I cannot help you with that. I ain't asking you. You fought good. Good job. Uh, help. Help. Who are you again? <laughs> We've been through this. Just, just, oh, yeah. Who are you? I thank you. Oh. It was <laughs> riveting. Psychir. She looks a little sad when yes, she says I riveting. Can. I feel like Psychir saw Eleanor go down. It was like, not today. No, nope. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not this I just soon. replaced these hands. MVP. <laughs> I just replaced these yeah. hands. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. I cut these hands off again. I have a question about my curse, Derek. Yes. So if I get to the moderate curse... Where I get uh, Yar. D12s instead of D8s for healing. Yar. Fuck, it does specify just heal. I yeah. can't harm. No. This is bullshit. Well, I think well, we've been through yes, this yes. before. When you cast heal and all your targets are living creatures... You just had to play an undead for the funnies, didn't you? I didn't do it for the funnies. I did it because it was cool. No, you did it for the funnies. I'm you guys made jokes you. about my dad funny, went to get milk. The funnies I remember, a good I remember when we were hashing out, you were stuck on what ancestry to play for a while. It was this and something else. And we kept joking until like five in the morning about how your dad just went to get milk and poofed in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> and that joke that we couldn't let go of is the ultimate reason you stuck with Dampire. Alright, you get you get the 
two action version, which oh, is Oh, you going still got to... more harm. Yes, nice. I do. You I do also have just harm. Treat wounds. Yeah, we could do treat wounds. And I'm untrained in medicine. Don't ask me to do it. I do both. I ain't smart. Well, but spells uh, is per day resource, so That's true. If we leave here, we're gonna go sleep. Fine, I'm going to do <laughs> battle medicine right here, right now. Stab! What's battle medicine? That's when you stab for uh, a D6 of damage don't you first. Have to be in battle for that? No, it just takes less Quick, time. Quick, Eleanor, punch me! <laughs> Treat wounds DC 15 to heal 2D8. It just lets you do it instead of uh, 10 minutes. It's like round. Thing. Yeah, but so does that mean that we can just Whoa. forsake 10 it. minutes entirely? All right. Or is You're it immune you can do for it a day. No. Oh, oh, okay. From yeah, so you okay? I got you. It was how much? Eh. Four. Four. <laughs> four total. HP. Yeah. Two D eight. Four HP. I rolled two twos. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. So battle medicine. You can patch up wounds even in combat. Attempt a medicine check with the same DC as treat wounds, and you can restore the corresponding amount of hit points. This doesn't remove the wounded condition. As with treat wounds, you can attempt. Uh, checks against higher DCs if you have the minimum proficiency rank uh, and the target is then temporarily immune to the effects of battle medicine for one day. Yeah, okay. So it's basically instead of taking 10 minutes, it just took I still have to wait 10 minutes till the next one. Speaking of wounded, is there a way for us to remove my wounded condition? You it would have to be Treat medicine. wounds. Yeah. Okay. I've not gotten treat or wounds. Or if you got to full health and waited 10 minutes. Yeah. Eh, you're fine. Uh... I only have 27 hit points. Yeah, you're <laughs> at one double third. what he has. I'm just messing. I mean, but if you're going to wait to treat wounds again, you could just go ahead and it's treat like you're definitely not going to treat wounds in this library. No, nah, we could finish ridiculous. the library stuff. Oh, but like, okay. we're being given one more chance to research. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen if we do this. Like, I've never thought that researching books could be physically dangerous. So I'm like, if we get shoved into another combat <laughs> and we're this hurt, might not be good. <laughs> this is why, is it, what is it in 40k? The librarians are the most feared, one of the most powerful factions or whatever. They just have to fight all the book monsters. That's right. They're dangerous book monsters. Well... If we're not going to treat wounds anymore, I suppose we'll get going. I'm at nine hit points. I'm ready for a new combat. Do you want to do harm on him like you were thinking? You rejected my harm. I didn't reject I it. I didn't realize you were trying okay. to... Uh, <laughs> I didn't reject Don't let the DM fool you. I didn't I say didn't no. realize you were trying to not do surgery in the library. If that's your if that's your MO, then by all means. <laughs> I didn't say don't do it. <laughs> don't put that bad juju on me. <laughs> no, do put the bad juju on you. Harm. That's Eleanor's right. like, here's a book on surgery. Give me that bad juju. <laughs> Please? Give me the bad juju? Later. Now? No. Harm? No. Please? <laughs> no, not unless you say spank me, Sykir. It's spank me, Sykir. Holy shit. <laughs> Listen, I'm hurt. <laughs> oh, dear. Chester. Listen, I'm hurt, okay? I'll say whatever you want. That was a joke. <laughs> Here, take my whip if you need to. Yeah. Okay, okay, Chester. okay, goddamn, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you see Eleanor in the background. I am very uncomfortable. <laughs> you can be uncomfortable. You're healthy. Uh, I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the two action version. <laughs> so it's a D8 plus eight. Uh, Ooh. 13. Ooh. 
I feel. I have no spells left. I am grievously wounded. I am above 20. I am almost halfway. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Let's read some books. Yeah, I'm going to give you guys, because you're only three people, an extra round of uh, uh, research. All right. And I think that's fair. What could we roll for this again? Uh, for this one, if you're at the logic of design, um, who's it, what's it? If you're at the logic of design version history, mm-hmm. you can roll academia lore, bry lore, or library lore. Uh, higher DC would be religion, and higher than that would be perception. I have, I have bry academia lore. lore. And, I and that's a natural perception. 20. Natural yes! 20? Yes! Sweet. That is an 18 on the die for a total of 28. A of 28? Okay. Oh! I actually rolled good. Um, 21. Do you get your plus one from your thing? I Yes. Did you add that in? I did not, so 29. That's another critical. And yeah. I got a 21. Did I not fail? 21 total? Yeah. Uh, no. Or at least did I not critically fail? You didn't critically fail. But I did um, fail. Is Jeez, that wow. perception? Yeah. All right. I'm not smart. Well, I'll go ahead and give you the next one. But because I didn't crit fail. You were only oh. one point away. Uh, we spawn a Tarrasque. You spawn a fucking Tarrasque. Oh. Like, that's it. I'm done. Uh, everybody is. We've, we've probably <laughs> just we've, ended the we've world. we killed Alkenstar. <laughs> I don't know about the world. But Alkenstar is gone. <laughs> Alkenstar does have that like big ass gun. Okay. Is it aimed it. at the city? I mean, it could be. Is it be. aimed at the city? Is it aimed? Can is everything it aimed center, at the library? Can everything center on this one part inside the city? Yeah, we're in the fancy place of the city because we're at the temple. The Tarask has one weakness that's never been exploited. Paper gun. cuts. Gun. The Tarask has one weakness, weakness that's never been exploited. Gun. Oh my god. Tarask, like I will eat you up. <laughs> Oh crap. Behold my most powerful spell. There is Prepare bullet. to meet God. <laughs> there is no weapon forged by man that can slay me. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's also been like 500 years. You know, that, that reminds me of that Tumblr <laughs> yeah. place. Like, oh, I got his stake in the heart. Dude, dynamite didn't exist when you were around. Come at me. <laughs> Come at uh, me, bro. <laughs> so what did we find? Oh, man. There's nothing like a terrasse being like, no weapon forged by man can be, oh, shit, what is that? <laughs> and then it's like a precision-guided bomb. <laughs> oh, my lord. Like Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Oh, anyway. We uh, can't do this. At, I'm... Li- <laughs> Very well can do this. <laughs> Just put your headset on. No, okay. I thought you took it off, flipped around, and put it back on. <laughs> you guys do find something else. Um, kind oh. of squirreled away in like a bunch of footnotes around the version history. Uh, you see, uh, find a series of articles penned by a researcher using the pseudonym The Thirteenth Ordinal, sometimes abbreviated as Thirteen. Uh, these articles suggest that the goddess Bri as understood by her followers, is actually a clockwork creation disguising her true divinity, which is beyond the comprehension of mere mortals. The 13th Ordinal has a specific interest uh, in a place called the Cradle of Quartz. (gasps) There's the name of the book! The name of the book! Name drop. The name of the book! Which is some sort of Bryite holy site in the Spell-Scarred Desert. It's the... Guys, we're going to go see my family. Cradle of Quartz. Quartz, which claims what? Uh, some sort of 
uh, former Briite holy site that's been stricken from a lot of the records, uh, but it's in the Spellscar Desert. Um, and the people who wrote this article are the 13th Ordinal believed it was the key to uncovering the truth of Bri and the ultimate understanding of time. Oh. Yeah, is that where right. this, She's a minor time deity. Is, the, is that where this dude on the flying thing was trying to get to? Um, in some Mayhaps. subsequent texts, the clergy you find denounced the 13th Ordinal and labeled all these beliefs as the concurrent heresy. You see these beliefs? They're Horus. <laughs> Kill them. The concurrent, <laughs> uh, the concurrent heresy. Heresy. Is that in the book? What? The word heresy. Yes. I'm genuinely con- like, con- uh, I'm wanting to know. Um, yeah. All every, right. uh, Jacob has to ask me every time I talk about Bry stuff to find out if it's just me adding things or if it's me influencing it with 40K. No, it turns out this adventure path has a lot of bleed over with 40k completely unintentionally. Alright, so let me I just want to double check this, my notes this adventure are adventure path was made from me. Just g- good enough? Because they're not going to be good because you give us a lot of information. We find articles by the 14th Ordinal. 13th Ordinal. I said thir- I, I, I got 13th. Holy it shit. says the goddess Bri is a clockwork creation disguised. Stop. Mentions the cradle of quartz. Claims it is former Bri holy spot. Says it's the Key to the truth of Bri and the key to time? To an ultimate understanding of time. Okay, there we go. That's yeah, the, there yeah. we go. An ultimate and the understanding. the more specifically, uh, the 13th Ordinal suggests uh, in some of these articles that uh, Bri is actually a, co- a clockwork creation disguising her true divinity, which is beyond the comprehension of mere mortals. So basically, because these people already believe Bri is a god, right? A goddess, right? Yeah. But this claims that she's like an even bigger deal goddess. More like some sort of higher figure goddess that is using the guise of a clockwork creation to like speak through. Think like old one using this as like a form or something. Like they think the bride that these people are worshiping isn't the true bride. But what's above that is the true bride. Yes. That seems needlessly complicated, but dope. And this has all been labeled the concurrent heresy. I have got it now. How does Saikir feel about reading this? This would be so wonderful if she was not dying. What do you mean by that? Bri has ticked ever onward for quite some time now. Really? I thought Clockwork stuff was, like, fairly new. Her essence has been with us for quite some time. Do you mean like she's dying in the sense that everything's dying as long as it's alive? Or like she's like really, 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 really old? Or do you know something? Put your guns away, please. (laughs) Jacob did finger guns at trial. All will be revealed in time, child. Okay, but like I feel like this could be relevant like now. I'm going to admit, I ain't too big on, I don't know much about the Bri, what's it? This is why I call it, call it Bri and mess with people because I find it funny. I also just don't know anything. You're very irreverent. Yeah, but I feel like now it might be important to learn this stuff because it seems like it might be relevant to our current situation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jacob speaking, this book is totally going to be about Bri stuff. Please teach me more. Well, we it's the title of the book. <laughs> I made the mistake of reading, announcing the title of the book. <laughs> yeah. So now when it comes up, you're like, hey, 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 plot, plot, hey. plot, plot, <laughs> plot, plot. Uh, so I guess we got to get out of here soon. Is It's closing, right? Yeah. 
And at I, this point in time, it's like two, you got here in the morning, probably around like ten. It's somewhere around like it'd be four hour shifts is what we did, right? Yeah, it, you were here for sixteen hours, yeah. so that'd be ten plus six is like four in the morning. Can we stop at like Western Burger King or something? Go to Waffle House. I mean, we live at a tavern. They got food there. We got Burger King at home. Burger King at home. I hate this fucking family. <laughs> you chose it. Eleanor's <laughs> just like, I'm rather hungry. Don't worry. Uh, we'll get Gattleby to whip us up something when we get back. Why would you want Gattleby to cook? I'm, I'd rather not I'm explode. I'm curious as to what he can make. I feel like that would give you the shits. Eh? Uh? You specifically, you and your poor tender tummy. Oh, I Chester. have a fantastic tummy. I don't. <laughs> Chester's my dream person. No tummy problems. (laughs) Iron gut. My gut's strong. Heck, my fortitude is my worst save. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) We broke (laughs) Drow. It's late. Don't alert our neighbors. You just beat the table. Like, fiercely beat it. I felt the vibrations in my chair. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> well, so, I guess we're going to the mana wastes. I mean, maybe eventually. We still gotta check out what's-his-face's house and talk to his neighbors. and. But we have a location to check out. Yeah, but we still gotta find... We're not looking for whatever this cradle of quartz is. It doesn't matter if it's the title of the book we're currently in. We got our current mission. <laughs> is, the last uh, we saw... Is this Kasawada. Man, this, the last we heard... This man was flying off into the mana wastes. Was that what last we heard? Yeah, like he was on that winged what, cat flying off. But like flying, did, did it give us a direction? It did not give you a direction, no. Oh, I thought you said that he was just flying off into the mana wastes. I no, mean, they, he's flying off. The only place out there is the mana waste, but you don't know where he's headed. I'm just saying we should still check out his house and talk to his neighbors. Listen, I'm all about information. The more information we've got, the more we can do with it, and the better off we'll be. We should follow every lead. Well, I'm not the one who devises stratagems. However, I also do not have a disguise anymore. Well, we could just go back to the tavern. We still have to get out of this library. You still have. Yeah, uh, we just walk out. Uh, did you? Did we use the cloaks a, out of the Did bag. we actually use a, a cat of disguise to get in here? Yeah, well, I here, here had to. Oh, you can just use my yeah. hat. I walked in here without it. Okay. I kind of want to yell at Mantacus because. You know, they didn't warn us there'd be monsters in the library, but we no, don't have to do that. They were rather hedgy about that. Yeah, I know. It's always dangerous knowledge. Lizards ain't knowledge. Yeah, let's go to the tavern. <laughs> we right, learned how to fight lizards. Leather. Do what? We learned how to fight lizards. That is a pretty useful thing. I bet in the men away, Saint Hotel, what we'll fight if we have to end up going out there. Not that I'm assuming that. It's like Eleanor Wait. pulls a fancy... <laughs> She pulls a fancy <laughs> handkerchief from her pocket, wipes the rune blood off of her rapier, and says, Let's. That looks like yours. Let's go! We are not going to discuss the fact that I went down in my first combat we, with you. We go, we go I must t- keep things interesting. We go tavern, we go sleep. We go sleep. We go sleep okay. at tavern. Uh, you, uh, you could be worse. Do, do we rush into Gatelby's workshop while he's working, shove him to the ground, shove the stuff off his table and do surgery right there? Yes. All right. I'm going to uh-huh. put myself up. You get back I hope it's to fucking the tavern. Thermite. You walk in the main door. Uh, you see Gatelby in the kitchen. Oh? Mm-hmm. Is he making cheese fries? Hey, Gatelby, what you doing? Cooking. What you cooking? 
baked beans. Oh, give, give me a serving of them too. Sure. I tell these two, I, I was loving to know what type of food you make. Really? You sure you're ready for it? Oh, I'm born ready. You sure your stomach's up to the test? I got a four to two to eight. I can do anything. How much hot sauce did you put in those? All right. Now you come see. He makes. He takes extra time. He makes a dish. It's uh, it's uh, like bushes baked beans <laughs> with ground beef, like oh, seasoned ground beef. A, a big dollop of sour cream on top. Oh, you lost yes. me at beef and then sour cream. Pickled jalapenos oh. and then like hot sauce. Oh, you gotta be you speaking my language. Mm, live fast, die fast. Goblin life. Shout with that food. I call this one the the uh, toxic gas creator. Oh, you just I know a certain somebody shouldn't eat that. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Let's do this. Where's my lizard? Slick's indisposed. He got he got a batch early. What did you do to my I'm going to go get the, I'm going to go empty get Empty can rolls by and Slick sticks his head out licking his mouth. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Is Slick's belly so big that Slick their their my little boy. legs won't meet the ground? Yeah. He can't he tries look to what, run away when you walk up to him and he can't get away. Look what they've done to my boy. I'm gonna pick him up like very gently flip him onto his back and rub his tummy in circles. He farts and it smells horrifying. <laughs> it's okay, Man, Slick. Let it out. You know what's great? You you wanted to kill the snake, but Saikir has fallen in love with Slick. It's because his tail don't flick. There's a difference between lizards and snakes. Are you enjoying that hot grass special, Trooper? Oh, it's delicious. This is great. You Eleanor is uh, in the background trying to flag down one of the actual cooks. Uh, it's like, oh, it's like four, four in the morning. So oh, Kelby is the only one here. <laughs> you had to use the keys to come into this place. Uh, Phoebe! Oh. <laughs> Phoebe! There ain't no Phoebe anymore. It's like, I'll just only go in the back and beans. look for what's left in the pot. Just get some bread. <laughs> uh, Chester will finish eating. Get Psyche to heal him up to full and go bed. Okay, you do that. I'm going to put myself at full HP as I find. Psyche healing him up to full is just doing the same thing that they were doing to Slick. Rubbing Afterwards, it's just going to rub their belly. <laughs> just, just laying there. Until oh. It's okay. It's okay. It tasted it's so okay. good. It's okay. It's like on, on her way Psy- to bed. Psyche. If I could, I'd eat more. Uh, I understand. This it's is okay. just Jacob talking it's now. Okay. <laughs> it was like just, on her, just let it out. <laughs> on her way to bed, um, Eleanor grabs herself a little bottle of a drink. <laughs> You're gonna need it. Go to bed. All right, yeah, y'all can between the time you have heal up to full. You're just gonna take. Uh, a hot minute waking up the next day. Well, I mean, we've already gotten to bed at like four in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's so late. Yeah, shut We're up. We're not trap. all night owls. I'm gonna say you guys get up at um like noon the next day. Chester, make a fortitude save. What? Oh, oh close the beans. No. Yeah, put your put your generous no! plus six. Nineteen. You're fine. Cool. Oh, those beans hit the spot. I got a spice in my step today. <laughs> Jacob leaned, by the Chester. way. What's up? Chester, I would do most anything to help keep you safe, but I'm not sure that I can do that again tonight. Give me a day at least. Listen, I can rub my own tummy and feel better. It's okay. 
looks like Eleanor just brings out the empty glass bottle, looks a little, a little <laughs> bit, you know, red in the eyes. <sighs> Am I the only one taking care of my body? And a finger falls off. Look at a little <laughs> bottle. I, my body is perfectly healthy. I'm just a bit gassy. You leave me alone. You ate Am so the, many beans. Am I the only one taking care of my body? Metal. So <laughs> Eleanor is still mourning. <laughs> the jaw unhinges for just one quick second and is right back in you the place. You forgot your screwdriver. It's, it's supposed to do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking my hand out like holding a screwdriver better to draw. Better I'm, for the yelling. Oil can. <laughs> I don't use flathead, thank you. That's no, somebody else's. <laughs> you forgot your iFixit kit. I do Second. love an iFixit kit. I am a little fixit. Oh. Uh, Ah, you forgot I your WD-40. Later. <laughs> you have breakfast at noon. Psykeer, uh, excuse me, uh, Chester and Eleanor both have like eggs, grits, Chester's maybe a slice of bacon. Omelette and grits. Psykeer has an egg and a can of WD-40. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, Eleanor's having pancakes. Ooh. Gotta, gotta make sure that I keep everything loose, especially after that rust beast that we fought. Oh yeah, that one sucked. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, we almost died. Yeah. I do that a lot. Uh, uh, looks uh, at Eleanor. Uh, 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 <laughs> welcome to the group. Eleanor <laughs> well, is just sitting there quietly like, uncomfortable. Has Psyche everyone unconscious? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Psyche I also has. went unconscious at the... Dump, I'm pretty sure. You had to have, because I can't think of anywhere else where you would have. Well, I suppose just today we'll be hitting up the neighbors of one Casawana. Maybe try to check out his place if it ain't some kind of crime scene. Or heavily booby trapped. Or heavily booby trapped. You know that Phoebe told you that his neighbor is the one that was talking about stuff. Ah. And now you have his address. Yeah, okay. we should go talk to the neighbor. We should go talk to his neighbor. I want to talk to Gattleby real quick. Okay. Can I buy a buckler on the way out? You can buy a buckler. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask Gattleby if he's ever had any interactions with this man. Uh, you go oh, to Gattleby. That, he's asleep. That's smart. Hey, he's I'm, I'm going to wake him up. Yeah, get ah! it. Chester will follow you. Hello. Uh, we have questions. It's, only, it's like noon. It's like my version of 4 a.m. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm going to rub his tummy. We need oh to know more about this alchemist. Soft kitty. <laughs> you don't know what you unleash. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I am a sanctioned healer. I don't trust you. What do you need? What do you know about this man? And then I say his name. Casawana. Aloman Casawana. All right. All right. Nothing. And I punch him in the gut and leave. <laughs> I, I take Slick with me. On the trip? No. Okay. Not really. Uh, Chester would like to... Oh, uh, I want to say he'll look at what we have, because we've got a lot of stuff on Kasawana now. And he's going to... I don't know. Pursue a lead on him? Pursue a lead? Pursue yeah. a lead. Well, pursue a lead. God damn. God damn. Pretty sure it's not how it works, but... You know, it's the best we got right now. Oh, Eleanor's Pursue like... Pursue a lead on him or... On him, on Casawana. the people who were going after him. Well, we don't know who's going after him. Well, you remember uh, Phoebe oh, there described... Were people, we, but we still don't know who's going after him. I can't pursue a lead on them until I find some sort of clue that leads to them. Ah. Um, but we have clues that lead to Casawana. I see. Which should probably help us when we're talking to his neighbor. And whatnot. All and right. And whatnot. So what do you guys want to do? Uh... As, yeah, we could 
I guess we'll just go to his house and find his neighbor. We know the neighbor's name, right? Uh, you do know the neighbor's name. I'm not sure if Phoebe told you, but you would know that his neighbor's name is Winrick Riggs. Hmm. Winrick Riggs. W-E-N-R-Y-E-K. And then Riggs, R-I-G-G-E-S. Cool. Uh, here's what I think we'll do. We'll go to uh, Winrick Riggs' place. We'll knock on his door and we'll say that we're, oh, I don't know. We've been hired as private eyes to go find Mr. Casawana uh, from a, inter- a curious family member, something like that, if they're asking. Sounds about right. Private investigator hired by a family member. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cover. Okay. Of course, we can wing it as we get there if we find out some stuff, but... Just, you know, nothing ridiculous like trying to say it's his birthday or something. Absolutely not. Knock, knock, That'd knock. That'd be dumb. <laughs> no, 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 knock. Hey, we're looking for Casawana. We heard it's his birthday. We got a, 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 a telegram for him. Uh, uh, only yeah. Nim can poops would use such a plan. Oh, only. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would never imagine using someone's birthday as an excuse. Let's go to his neighbor's house. All right, so head over there. It's also in Ferris Quarter. Um, when you go up to uh, his neighbors, what do you do? He'll make sure that Psyche here and Eleanor are with him because they have a better charisma than him. Okay. And he'll knock on the door. What is Psyche here's charisma? Plus four. Minus plus two. <laughs> so am I knocking? Yes. I can back right. you up, well, but Chester you should do the talking. will knock for you at the neighbor's house, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's start with the neighbor. And uh, he'll knock for you and then he'll stand beside you. With his arms crossed. You look all tough. And his whip in his hand. You're like 120 pounds. Stand I'm, back. I'm tough. Soaking wet. <laughs> you will fight. I'll fight. Uh, anyway. Does anybody answer the door? Uh, you knock at the door, um, and you see a, uh, a man opens it. He kind of like looks out the side of the door. Kind of an older guy. Not old, old, but like late middle age, I guess. Okay. Um, looks a little shaggy and said, uh, can, can I help you? Well, we're not, uh, I'm not, a open a day. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. We're not trying to buy anything. We just have a few questions about your eccentric neighbor. Oh, you, oh, you asking about, uh, the old man over there, Casawana? Yes, sir. Oh, what, what do you need to know about him? Uh, we are trying to find out exactly what happened to him, where he might be going, and if he's connected to a, a possible leak of, of secure information. Well, who are you people? What, what are you talking about? We've been hired to investigate from the family. Oh, from his family, you say? Uh, make a diplomacy check. Can I offer aid? You can. Can I attempt to aid? Sure. I'm actually going to roll this dice. I, I, I do not aid. Oh! Oh! <laughs> 28. Oh. 28. I don't aid either. I rolled an 18. 18. I got a plus 10. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 92. I don't aid. Uh, okay, so I'm making. I'm using the uh, make an impression uh, mm-hmm. rule, which is an action, I think. Or no, with at least one minute of conversation during which you engage in charismatic overtures, flattery, or other acts of goodwill, Ooh. you seek to make a good impression <laughs> to make someone temporarily agreeable. Uh, we make you'd make a diplomacy check, blah blah blah, against the will DC of the target, modified, blah blah blah. 
Uh, that's a critical success. Yes! Yeah! Go, Drow. So uh, he's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, so Olamon's been, he's a bit of a noisy type. Like, he's been just doing some sort of deafening foolery over there. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I filed noise complaints because it's just been so loud. I've, I filed them with the shield marshals for weeks to no, to no avail. Nothing gets done under Deputy Loveless, I tell you. He spits on the ground. Uh, tell me about it. Spits uh, on the ground. Eleanor flinches. I told her. I've told them so many times that there's some sort of exploding noise come from this warehouse, over and over. It's just insufferable. You think them shield marshals or Loveless would care about those people of Ironside, but nope, explosions don't seem to interest her at all. Uh, anyway, yeah, not too long ago, a couple days ago, or day before yesterday, I guess at this point. Uh, the day before yesterday, I saw some sort of ne'er-do-wells. I think they were, uh, yeah, some of them were dressed in, like, gold and black. Ran past my office, and they, they stopped at Oleman's door and, and kicked it in. And I heard, I heard shouts, I heard shooting, sound sort of scuffle. And I saw out the window, but I couldn't see inside his workshop at all. And then, not by a few moments later, I heard more shooting going on in there, and then busting out of the loading area, there's this flying cat made of brass and gold. And the bandits, they all ran after her, ran after the guy, been firing her guns, but he flew right on out of sight. Was uh, was Casawana on that big old cat? Oh yeah, he riding it right on out of there. I don't know how he got out of it, because every time I see him interacting with his shop. It looks so full of bursting with stuff. I don't know how he gets around it. I see him, like, opening the door, and he has to, like, squeeze his way past just to get in the damn thing. Do you happen to remember which direction he set off in? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't see much. I was just looking out my window. I didn't want to go outside during all that no, ruckus. No, I completely understand. Not advisable. Yeah, but I don't know. He seems to be some sort of cluttered, uh, crazy person working on something over there. Looks like we'll have to, uh... Check out that workshop. Check out the workshop to, uh, get more inches. But thank you so much. Oh, (laughs) you're welcome. You're welcome. Anything else you you think of to tell us at at any point? Any interesting visitors to his house before all this happened? I imagine y'all's gonna have to go into his shop to... Yes, sir. ...to investigate and all, um... But yeah, all that, every time I see him go in the damn place, he has to squeeze through the door and squeezes when he comes out. I just, I assume he's kind of a, one of those smart types that's all sort of book and learned, but kind of, kind of not too uh, street smart. And he's got his house full of crap. Got he's too much a, stuff. A, a hoarder, maybe. Yeah, or just keeps a bunch of no good in there. So just keep that in mind when you try to go in. It's real crowded. I got you. I got you. Well, that's about it. Uh, good luck to you guys. Watch out for them and bandits and the black and gold. They look terrifying. Have they? Have you seen them since all this went down? Nah. No. No. Uh, okay. Make a underworld lore. Ooh. Ten plus ten is twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Uh, you know that there is a notorious or dangerous gang in Alkenstar called the Gilded Gunners, and they typically dress in black and gold and are really shiny. Looking would, like that. Would Chester know if they work with Muglin? You would. Ooh. 
Oh, and then before we go, Chester will look at like hell. Have you seen a guy that looked like Muglin's description with these people when they attacked that workshop? <laughs> oh yeah, there was one of them who was shorty looking guy, but I just figured he was with the rest of the crew. Mustache like this, probably had a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Weird little guy. Yeah, I hear that. Running around in a mech suit. <laughs> Running around in a mech I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> Jacob has a long-standing prediction that whenever you guys fight Mugland... He's going to be in a mech suit. Listen, my favorite thing to do is try to figure out what class somebody is. Unless he's some funky, like, I'm a big boss, so I got special stuff going on class. I can't think of what he'd be. So he's going to be in a mech suit. A clockwork mech suit. Mecha Muglin. We're going to be in a Zeppelin. We're going to have a final fight against him in a clockwork mech suit. Though if I had to put Jacob's money on going it, on I record. wouldn't say the Zeppelin. I'd say the clockwork mech suit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for reaffirming what I said and get me a future bottle cap. That's real cool. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't in a mech suit. I know. I know. Um... So yeah, as the door closes, Chester will look at them. Yeah, the gang he seems to be talking about sounds like these guys called the Gilded Gunners, real like that gold and black, and they most certainly work for Muglin. So mm-hmm. we're back on their trail again. We gotta be careful in this place. Guys, uh, if it's crowded, things might fall over. We gotta keep an eye out. And there ain't no telling what type of traps or clockwork monstrosities this guy might have in there. I say monstrosity. They're not monsters. There's machines. They just look funky, like a big cat. That's weird, but that's just clockwork robot. Oh, yes. A big metal cat. That would be strange. That would be so weird. I'm glad I ain't never seen one myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> Chester will flick his whip a little bit in one direction. I don't know what I'd do if I ever saw a metal cat. <laughs> <laughs> Just glaring at the motion <laughs> as Jacob waves his arm back and forth. So does this work? So we're going to walk over to the workshop. Yep. Okay. Does this workshop have windows? Oh, why don't I show you here on the map? And Chester's going to go ahead and drink an eagle eye elixir. I believe I have moderate. Are you like trying to enter? Are you scouting the well, place? Yeah, the is there a? Is there a? Is there? <sighs> is there a window? Uh, you don't. Doesn't looks like there is a window, I guess, but um, uh, one over here near like that storm grate on the road. Uh huh. But it does look boarded or uh, shuttered up. Chester would like to check out. Oh, it's shuttered up. Yeah. Like from the inside. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, if there's no way to see inside, I suppose we'll go up to the door and try it real quick. Let's go. Or investigate the door. I'll search it and make sure there's nothing, you know, funky with it. All right, roll perception. Congratulations, frontliner. Go check for traps. Yeah, that's that's a, a nineteen. Nineteen. A perception check. Uh, Got this. Twenty if it's trapped. Uh, with a nineteen, exactly. Oh uh, no! Before you get to the door, you spot a metal dart on the ground near the doorway. Ooh, Jesus! As in a trap or something that like has been expended. It just looks like a metal dart lying on the ground near the doorway. Stuck in the ground. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this right now. I'm done. I'm done with this shit. By the door? Uh, in front of the door. Chester will, from ten feet away, take out the whip, and he'll, like, swing until he can nudge it and make sure that touching it doesn't cause something bad to happen. You hit the dart and it just, you move it. Then Chester will walk over and pick it up. All right, yeah, it's a metal little dart. Like, uh, I mean, it looks like something that you'd load in, like, a repeating crossbow (laughs) almost. 
like a small one. <laughs> Whenever you're doing the getting it ready, it's like you're just watching. Psyche's <laughs> ears. Eleanor flick. has to hold Psyche's back a little bit. <laughs> um, like a regular crossbow, or not a bolt, but like if you had like a small launcher thing, uh-huh. like ammo for that. Not like a hand crossbow. Is it kind of in the same vein as a hand crossbow? Is it damaged at all? Uh, like, looks, is there? Is it empty? Does it look like it was a casing? No, it just looks like a metal dart. Okay. What direction so, was it pointing? We gotta remember. Away from the in door. The so it could have come from the door. Yeah. We gotta remember. Either there's a weapon inside, or this is one of the things that was fired from the posse. Yeah. Or from the cat as it was escaping. Well, I guess it was fired. So Chester has one pursue lead on Casawana. Yeah. I think I already had that because that's what we use at the temple. Yeah, he will take his. He will use this dart as a second pursue lead on just on whatever it is. I don't always have to know what I'm pursuing. I just have to have like okay. a clue, and this is a clue. Does it have a blue paw print on it? A clue. <laughs> a clue. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, but he will pursue a lead on this, and hopefully that will come back to help us out later on. And he'll walk up to the door, and he'll check it out. All right, roll perception. Oh, boy. Can I devise a stratagem? 11 plus 9 is 20. 21 if it's trapped. Well, the first thing that you notice, it is locked. Of course. Of course. Uh, Chester will look at them. He'll be like, it's locked. I'll try to unlock it. A lot. Well, I, I know. Uh, Listen, I ain't no Lonzo, but I can give my hand at it, and he will attempt to thievery check this thing. Eleanor sniffles. And he will use some of his handy items to do better at than usual. This will be a plus 11. 14 on the die for 25. Uh, That's a critical success. Beautiful. Really? Yeah, you need four successful uh, thievery checks to open this, and that will count for two. Okay. Um, So then Chester will try again. Okay. 14 on the die again. 25. Uh, yeah, that's two more. You uh, and a bit of a sad stand-in for your old buddy Alonzo using his old lockpicks. Yeah, well, actually, no. In this case, Chester was using a new magic item that he bought He's while shopping. He's an upgraded uh, version. Uh, as he un- He's not. As he unlocks it. Oh, no, I'm not nearly as... My dex is only two, so I can't be as good as Alonzo. Yeah, he's not Even with the magic good. item. Uh, but uh, as he clicks it with the tools, a key forms in his hand, and it is the key to the door. You unlock the door. Wait, so you have a magic lock pick? I have a lock pick set that whenever I open a door with it, I get a mag- I get a key to whatever I just lock picked, and it lasts for twelve hours or until I pick something else again. That's pretty awesome. So that Beautiful. we could lock this behind What's us. What's it? What's that item called? It's called the key making tools. That's pretty sweet. Unfortunately, it's only a plus one to pick a lock, not to disable device. Yeah. Which is really sad because nothing gives you a plus one to disable device right now. (laughs) No item anyway. So Chester will be like, hey, if you two will stand over there and make them stand by the wall, does this door slide open or swing open? Uh, It swings inward. It swings inward. Here's what Chester's going to do. Looking at the dart, and looking at the door, he's going to have them stand against the wall. Uh-huh. On either side? And then side? he's okay. going to stand against the other side of the wall. And he's going to do like this. Use his hand to push it open. Like this. 
All right. You'll so still that, get hit because of just fucking mechanics. Because I'm of mechanics, so but I've got to at least try. Yeah, okay. Gonna, Is that he's the door? push the door to where it swings as wide open as it will be in case there's a crossbow pointing out the door. Yeah. Uh, I know right. I know mechanics, but I've got to at least try. So how far are you going to open this door? As far as it will open. He'll just shove. All right. You, uh, you open the door a little bit, and then you shove it, and you hear... Yeah, it's about what I thought. Yeah, okay. It's, I, I guess I'm going to be swung at, huh? You're going to have some cover. I'll okay, you, cover. you know what? I That's will take good. that. Yeah. Uh, for it's for going trying. To shoot at you, I need you to make a reflex save. Uh, you can take regular cover. Which would do? Uh, standard cover is plus two to AC, reflex, and stealth. So plus two to your reflex. And I also get another plus two because I have wary disarmament. Plus two circumstance bonus to saves and AC versus traps or devices you failed to disarm. Hold on. Standard cover gives you a plus two circumstance bonus to AC to Aww. reflex saves and area effects. So they're both circumstance bonus. They won't stack. That is bullshit. And it's honestly the same thing. If you think about it, wary disarmament. You're trying to do it. You're wary of it. It's the same thing as taking cover. It makes sense that they count the same. I salty again. understand. I am salty, He's doing but I upset. understand. All right, roll me a reflex save. <laughs> Get the Williams! <laughs> Chester Williams. Uh, I hate that but this has become Chester Williams' latest joke. I mean, Chester gonna dodge a trap, Williams. No. We got a total of 26. Devise a strategy. 26. That's yes. a good nice. roll. 14 really good. plus 12. So. Reflex is his hey. best save. Hey. Well, that's a that's Eleanor a success. in the background. I did. And what do I get since I succeed? Oh, I Oh no! Uh, you're going to take half damage. Oh, fantastic! It's a basic reflex save, so that's going to be one plus the two. Oh! So that would have been 35 points of damage. <gasps> what the fuck? What? <laughs> you're instead going <laughs> to take 17 points of damage. That's so a heckin' powerful trap. Chester motions you guys to get against the wall, so you're completely out of range. And he stands back and shoves the door. And as he does, <laughs> multiple crossbow bolts go shooting out, but one pierces his hand, like, straight through. He's like, cut, slamming, dang, oh, what the heck? Easy. <laughs> Do you let the door close? I mean, he's just going to back up. And the door and closes. It I'll, closes, I'll stop it. so it swings. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop it it's on my door. way over. <laughs> oh, just, not every door that swings open swings closed. Most okay? doors do. No, they don't. You Most open that door right open. there, it's going to stay open. But door to the outside is, should be made to where it closes on its own. But Chester's got a key. Well, the key doesn't help it stay open. No, but I mean, um, you can get us back in. I mean, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, Chester will let it close. Okay. And then Chester will say... Jacob is holding his hand in front of his face and just yelling at it. Uh, Chester will pull that out um, and say, Sakir. Whenever the door closed, you hear it. A yeah. Sakir, could you maybe get, can you wrap my hand up, please? I got you. Um, do we want, do we want to do battle medicine or do we want to just. No, no, no. battle medicine we say for in case you have okay. to do it in combat. Okay. This will just be okay. 10 minute. All right. No, this is worth <laughs> taking a break for. Okay. 
<laughs> my hand. I am grievously wounded. Uh, listen, this ain't the best I've been hurt before, uh, but this ain't pleasant. Did you roll a one? Oh, two. You should have it. You should fight. You should be fine. That's a twelfth total. Oh. Yes. Dang okay. It. Well, you don't get healed. I don't get healed, but I don't get hurt. Um. Wait, healer's gloves. Hang on. That's only a plus one. I bet. If you have them equipped, it should already yes. count. I just give you a flavor band-aid. Chester Williams. I'll, I'll try again. Okay, we'll wait 10 minutes. We can wait. Again. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, try again. It's okay. It happens to everybody. 15. So that's hey. 25. Nice. That's Critical success. Yeah, 24. Or 40, 48. 2d8 times 2. No, it's 48. Oh, it is 48? Yeah. Okay. It's not like criticaling a, on an attack. Chester Williams. Okay. <laughs> you take hand, hands out of die. Chester Williams. Die saying Chester Williams. <laughs> <laughs> is that your new nervous Pokemon? catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> He's a Pokemon. Okay. Uh, wow. That's seven, 14, 15. 15? All right, you know what? That takes You're me- almost entirely full. Yeah, om- almost back up to full. We're good. And now- I give you a sucker. Chester will try to <laughs> slide really? into so the door. Really? So soon after Alonzo died? <laughs> I mean like a lollipop. Oh my what? God. <laughs> uh, Chester will attempt to crack the door open and slide inside. You do so. Before he closes the door, he lets the door close behind him. He will look around and make sure there's no, oh, I don't know, clockwork machinations coming towards Uh, him. So you realize (laughs) in doing this, after having it open, if you crack the door open a little bit and squeeze past, like uh, Winrick was saying, Uh you can get in without setting off the trap. It's not a hoarder. He's just not setting off his trap. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's That's about what I thought, but I figured I could, I don't know. Let the trap run out. Disarm the, the door trap. Door swung closed. Uh, I know that pain, Jacob. <laughs> uh, all right. So you're able to get in. I'll move you in. Uh, is there a switch or something that I can see that would disarm the trap? No. Uh, Chester, so you, well, you see the trap, but you'd have to disarm it, like where it goes off. But you have to make a disarm mm-hmm. check, thievery. Um, or could we just squeeze our way in? Instead of that, I mean, this is this a workshop room? Actually, uh, if you want to squeeze in, I am going to need an acrobatics check. I can oh, acrobatics. Okay. Hold on, no, I have to do it first. Yeah, he said it first, but you can do it as well, Kat. Uh, 20. You're good. All right. I mean, I can offer to help. Well, before you do that, instead of disabling it, is this a workshop room? It's like, why don't I read you some flavor okay, text? Okay, there we go, because there's something else I might could do. This room may once have served as an outer office and reception area for a business, but now it seems to be equal part storage room and junk pile. What was once a reception desk is covered with wooden boxes of tools and spare parts. Mm. The walls have various nails and hooks attached in a seemingly haphazard way with everything from large hammers to small pliers to a bag of now rotted apples hanging from the walls. Wickerwork mannequin parts, arms, legs, torsos, poke from behind the desk, and a mostly assembled mannequin uh, stands in the corner beside the eastern door. Don't like that. A hand-lettered sign that reads, Workshop, hangs crookedly from a single nail in the second door uh, to the west, with a second mannequin sitting in a chair next to a sign reading, Water Closet, uh, is nailed to the door behind the counter to the north. So it's full of junk. Yes. Uh, I do want to squeeze in and try to help Chester with the trap. Chester will say, before you guys come in here, um, he's going to close the door, and Chester would like to take some junk, maybe find a piece of wood, 
and attach it in front of the crossbow so that even if it were to go off, it would stop. I need you to make a thievery check. A thievery? Like I couldn't assistance? do a crafting to build a shield in front of it? Uh, sure. All right. Same DC. All right. Oh, great, because that gives me a two bonus. Oh, 14, 14 on the die for 27. How many 14s have you rolled? <laughs> Jake has been 14. rolling some 14s. Exactly. 27? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you see where the trigger is, and you just see a bunch of these spare parts. You pull out your trusty little hammer, uh, your little Chester hammer, uh, and you just go to work. <laughs> and all the rest of you hear, hold on, and then wham, wham. Nails a piece of wood into the ceiling in front of the crossbow. He'll say, you can try to slip through now. Uh, If it goes off, it'll hit the wood, so you should still be fine. I'm still going to try to, like, squeeze through. Roll acrobatics for me. And you see what this will do is if somebody tries to chase us out of here or we think someone might be coming in, we could break it and the trap could still be used. That's an 18. Uh, You're successfully slipped past the door. Is this squeezing... Yes. Yeah, okay, because uh, I can squeeze faster. DC 18 to squeeze through the partially open door. Yep. So you're good. Uh, I'll move you in the room as well. You move Chester. There I was going to offer you aid with disarming, but no. I mean, I got... I, I know, I, just, I'm just messing. Uh, do you want to enter as well, Psych here? Yes. Are you going to sneak? try to sneak past or just walk on in? Let's give it a go. 18 acrobatics. Eight. Uh, you hear you push the door a little too far, and it goes click, and you hear. <laughs> but you enter. Quick, close unharmed. the door. Close the door. <laughs> As you, you enter, hang on. Come in, close the, the door. door. Starts. Psyker starts worming their way through. It gets caught on like a hinge or something. It opens more. That starts making a noise. They jump up into the air. They get all puffy and they do the midair run thing that cats do. Yes! Before they start skittering on the floor. Then Chester will close the door. Slam. Uh, so as you enter, uh, you see all this like junk laying everywhere. You see the the just, I think you can even see this cool foundry map that Paizo has. Like the just random stuff nailed to the wall. You can see a little bag of apples if you zoom in. That's great. Um, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, but one of those mannequins, as you enter, <gasps> uh, you can see it looks like it has like been ripped in different places, oh. uh, and it starts to... little light flickers on. Uh-oh. And then you hear gear start to... And it stands up and lunges at you guys. Shwum! And that's where we're going to pick up in our next episode. All right. <laughs> well... Here's hoping Eleanor makes it next episode, too. I think Chester, ah! Chester got dart stuck in him. Williams is in a worse place this time around. I, I, I'm only down by two. There's you a bag of apples? Just like that boss Grievously wounded. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. 
If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon. That's T-H-I-R-D gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfi, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfi Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.